0: What the the, the f- thudding fuck is, is with that thudding? I don't know. It's very loud thudding, isn't it? It's like uh, being inside the the beating of a giant heart. It is a little bit like that, isn't it? It's being in the the left ventricle of a giant. I just, uh, I just went. <laughs> I had really, a little, you had, a I had a little orgasm. A little, I had a little. Well, it wasn't. It was more. That isn't. I don't do that when yeah. I orgasm. I kind of go. Ouch! I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I thought I was the one who always said I'm oh, sorry.
0: I. No, you're the one who admitted on a podcast that that you. Uh, I just generally do anyway. Yeah. So the good thing about uh, masturbating is you don't have to say sorry. You can. I you can choose anyway. to. <laughs> The funny thing is I'm you sorry, feel... sorry, Jesus. You feel more sorry afterwards. Yeah. But um, but you don't have to. I
1: really have all but given it up.
0: Oh, for Lent. No, just no, in general. No, just I
1: can't be arsed with it anymore.
0: Oh. Well no, it's fine. Um, Difficult. Difficult. Lemon difficult. 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 Lemon difficult. I saw a celebrity being attacked for being transphobic, for making a transphobic comment. Okay. When what he'd actually made... Was, an ad- and admittedly maybe a bit mean spirited. Sure. Comment about a lady, uh, a famous lady, a famous and reviled lady having slightly like more masculine features. Okay. He wasn't like, oh, she's horrible. He was saying she's yeah. attractive despite yeah. having masculine features, and like that's all. That's yeah. all a bit weaselly and everything. Yeah. But um, he's he's being and he's normally like in- intensely liberal. This yeah. guy very right on. And, uh Is it
1: Jonathan Hari?
0: It isn't Jonathan Hari. Who's the Oh no no Johan Hari. Yeah, no, don't. it isn't him. Um I don't even know if he still exists. No, he definitely does. I'm pretty sure he's just uh 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 Laurie Penny, isn't he? Laurie driving Penny. Driving no, Miss Penny. I don't
1: think he no, he's not Laurie Penny. That's
0: transphobic, isn't it? is it? Sorry. Well this is the the, the thing about this was I, I could I could see why his comment... Maybe wasn't very uh, nice, mm. but I I felt I feel I feel funny about the idea that the only people who are allowed to comment on gender at all, the people who are policing mm. the whole idea of gender and how we're supposed to talk about yeah. it, being trans people. I f- I find that weird, odd. Is is that the case in this particular? Well, not tra- oh. but but uh, uh, accessing all gender issues mm. through trans people. I find I find odd. It's kind of like when um whenever you get l- like the lady whose son died because uh he got into a fight with someone 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 stabbed him because they they wanted his copy of Manhunt the video game. Okay. And she took that obviously because she's uh, she was uh, grieving mm. and uh, and 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 upset. Um, mm-hmm. She took that as video games being bad. Slightly mm-hmm. confused argument, but she's entitled to be confused because mm-hmm. she just lost her son. Um, despite the fact that it was her son who had the video mm-hmm. game, and so suddenly she was being pushed forward by the media and and just and generally taking the position of being a spokesperson on video games and how evil they were. When she was the last person you should be trusted, you know how the, me- ser- the media take delight in
1: pushing bereaved people in front yeah. of cameras um, to to become. I, I think my favourite example was Leah Betts' father. Oh yeah, um, who who died uh, apparently from taking ecstasy in the early nineties. I think he's since realised that actually it's drug law that's that's wrong and not not actually necessarily individual drugs uh, yes. as I understand. But um yeah, but at the time I mean he was a he was a, a a spokesman for it because he was a grieving father who couldn't understand why he'd lost his teenage daughter.
0: Yeah. And and I've I've often thought before I was a parent, and I still sometimes think this a little bit, mm. I, I often said that <laughs> if you can hear that, listener, that's uh, the elder gods banging on the thin walls of our reality.
1: That's, um, th- there's two distracting noises. The other one uh, sounds a little bit like, uh, you know the uh, chicory soup maker in Aunt Beru's kitchen? There's a sound like that. I'm, I keep expecting you to offer me some blue
0: milk. There's definitely something wrong with the sound levels on this episode, and I'm not sure what it is. I'm... I've. I'm having a crisis of confidence with the sound. Oh yeah. Sound in podcasts that we do at the moment. It's, oh. it's not good. But the banging I can't do anything about. Um or apparently the content of the podcast. Sorry about that. We
1: could we could do something about it. We could track down the person who's making a noise and kill them. I think it might be builders. That's all right. Just kill all of them. They're bigger than us. Well, they're probably about the
0: same size as me. Well, think. individually, yeah. they're probably smaller than you. But on oh,
1: mass, do you think they form together like a sort of Mecca, Mecca builder? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. All, uh, uh, all facing Mecca.
1: Ah, Islamic builders.
0: They're very religious. Yeah. The yeah, I always used to think that whenever whenever there was anything to do with child welfare. Mm whenever there was anything to do with child welfare mm-hmm. or anything like that and and parents would get up in arms about it and they'd be like, well, and everyone would think, well, you've got to, you know, parents are the authority on children. We should definitely... All parents are definitely the authority, the authority on, children. on children. And uh, And I thought, and at the time, and I still kind of agree with this, I thought, no, they're the last people who should mm. be trusted to make make decisions read children yeah because they've they're emotionally not objective about the whole thing at all only the childless yeah should make decisions but
1: the the, the childless are mean yeah
0: about children generally I guess they don't understand what it's like I guess what I'm saying is only the people uh, only the people who identify totally normally totally normatively with gender Mm. uh, very masculine men and very female women Mm. Should be allowed uh, to act as spokespeople for gender issues.
1: Yeah, that worked really well, um, didn't it? With the uh, the chap <clears throat> whose house was uh, the centre of the tweet storm from Rochester last week, the the white van man, very masculine man. They had his manifesto apparently in the Sun. I saw.
0: I didn't see. I've I've heard people talking about Ed Miliband. I, I assumed he was the man in the van. No,
1: he might have a van.
0: I think you had a lot of respect for the man in the van.
1: I am. I would have thought Ed Miliband has a Fiat Five Hundred. He looks the sort.
0: <laughs> I don't understand what that means. But, but, why, really? But I'm trying to fit in with you because we're both men, and yeah. and so I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I expect Yeah, <another, laughs> a sort of car. <laughs> I expect another small, slightly effete car, and penis. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, the more I explained the thing about uh, trans people and gender, the more I realised. That my opinion on this may need some work.
1: Yeah, I think, really, what you need to probably come to terms with is the fact that you're scared by trans people, and you need to get over that first
0: because they're allowed a voice. Nick, I'm not as scared. Uh, I'm not as scared of them as I used to be. Really? Well, I didn't. I didn't used to be scared of them at all. Really? Okay. Um, I was just like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I but I've, f- I've, I've since come to realise yeah. that. Um, I uh, uh, if I'm about to self-censor and oh, cut, well that whole, cut that whole cut the whole thing off, I am. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I want to pursue that. Let's, let's just say, uh, apparently, my uh, the things I'm attracted mm. to are, don't fit into the narrow band I always thought they did. No, that's, tr- that. that's fair
1: enough. I've, I've a friend who's a couple of, has a couple of uh, trans partners and um, i have to say um, i find it all very baffling they're lovely people but god i feel normal when i'm around. normal that's a worrying word to use isn't it that, but you
0: mean it as a pro, pro- you don't mean it as a positive thing when you say no, normal no not at all I think,
1: no boring is probably yeah. probably the correct cre- they they seem the just their parties seem fabulous that they go to i'm really quite jealous of their lifestyle i um i tried wearing nail varnish a couple of weeks ago <laughs> I felt very self self conscious. I had my 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 nails painted black for uh, Halloween, and when we were in Asta, uh, I was holding on to the trolley very carefully, so you couldn't see my nails at all. It was.
0: I think it's. I think I I've probably done the same thing in this area as I mm. always used to do with cosplay, which is, I because I've got an awful. I I feel like I've my gender identity and mm. and just my g- identity in general is very under under wraps and i'm quite um, oh i thought you're gonna say it's underrepresented because that's not true <laughs> because because i'm pr- i i'm in the privileged position of having uh, what's considered by culture and society to mm. be fairly straight fairly straightforward gender identity and, mm. and just identity in general um i I don't think about it that much or certainly no. I didn't used to before the internet forced me to on mm. a daily basis now. Um, and and so I think I'd always just assumed that when people behave in, w- w- in ways that draw attention, mm. that that was the point of why they were doing it, just in general. So cosplay, we talked about cosplay mm-hmm. before. Um, cosplay and my main experience... Uh, my main experience of uh, people crossing genders was like the, the very few um, interactions I'd had okay. with drag drag queen people. Okay, who are who are a completely different thing again because there's because there are all of these there are all of these different reasons why people Mm -hmm. we we lump everybody together under lg and i think lots of people lump everybody together under lgbt Mm -hmm. but actually the the even within one of those within the l or the g which is a bit confusing l to the g to the b to the t within all of those there's endless variation Mm. and so i my because my only experience had been with trans uh with um just very very draggy draggy queen transvestite. yeah mm. uh, it just it just didn't occur to me that the the the, the a big part of it wasn't about dressing because that's really a really full-on ostentatious uh drag queen person transvestite no you see i don't think that's the case i think i think there's a i think there's a very different i mean we're getting onto very uncomfortable ground uh-huh. me um but i don't i don 't know yeah. i don 't think i don 't think that that drag queen equals transvestite and vice versa okay I think that there 's a difference between someone are you,
1: are you thinking um of uh, someone like the uh, Lily savage big ostentatious um, sort of uh music
0: hall yeah, act because there aren 't many of those, are there my experiences up to a certain point have been with people like um the I, I mean i haven't spent lots of time in uh, i haven't spent lots of time in gay bars or anywhere like oh, that so i think so. you protest too much oh
1: no, but i have oh is that though. where all the, the drag queens hang out in gay bars is that well,
0: what gay bars are full of drag queens i think you're more likely to meet a drag <laughs> think, queen in a gay bar i think than in i stuff. think we're
1: chipping away at your your <laughs> world view quite nicely here
0: look all I'm saying is... I went to a gay bar. It's full of fucking drag <laughs> No. All I'm... All I I'm, haven't had many encounters with people. I haven't had many encounters with people, James. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't leave the house very much. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been into a lot of gay bars yeah, yeah. and gay clubs. And mm-hmm. when I have been, it's tended to be with... Um, the, the intention most, of getting some cock. No, the most annoying uh, straight people... Or normally art lecturers. Um, Fucking... They are the most annoying yeah, straight people. Who kind of have gone there as a sort of a... patronizing Cultural tourism. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? Oh, no, the, the gay bars... The gay place is the best place. It's amazing. Yeah. They're better than us, though. Yeah. Is kind of the thing. And so... And I... At the time, I would have been going out with a girl who drew herself to drama. Or drama seemed to find her quite a lot. Okay, it was her calling. And so my entire my entire experience mm. of any sort of cross-gender thing was mm. th- these very ostentatious characters mm. that she drew herself to. Mm. or um, And I was the very normal-looking, which is weird to think about it because I don't think I look that normal. A bit uh, hobbity. But, yeah, a bit hobbity, but mm. the very normal-looking boyfriend that they were very hostile to, even though I was trying Good. to be, yeah, okay, cool, mm. I'm okay, it's fine, do what you like, I don't care. I don't know. Uh, so... Uh, so a lot, a lot of my experience. Then now, the truth is, I've probably met lots of people uh, with uh, gender identity that crosses, uh, that crosses or ignores norms and stuff like that. Mm. But I didn't notice because I don't pay that much attention no, either. Best not to. So yeah, th- when I when I'm saying drag queens, I specifically mean people who were not dressing, not just dressing casually in women's clothes, like Eddie Izzard does. Where he just likes women's clothes, as far um, as I can tell. But he
1: he identifies as a a transvestite quite rightly. But so does uh, Dr. Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he dresses really ostentatiously.
0: I find... No, but you see, he doesn't. He says he's a sweet... Is he transvestite from transsexual Transylvania? A sweet transvestite, yeah. So he's getting transsexual and transvestite mixed up as well. I'm not entirely
1: sure, because um, I think Richard O'Brien... Who wrote it knows a thing or two about the subject. Well, so why is that? Why are you trying to second guess? Uh, why is that lyric so confusing then? Well, it's only confusing to you. I feel
0: like I feel like I was.
1: Okay, he's he's sweet, <laughs> which means he's he's lovely, he's pleasant, he's delicious. Transvestite likes to. He's he's a, a man who likes to dress as a woman. Um, from transsexual, so he's he's saying that he comes from a place where. Gender roles are non normative, which is lovely, Transylvania, where the vampires come from it's quite simple
0: oh yeah, now that you now that you say yeah. it, Rocky Horror Picture show doesn't doesn't seem remotely as confusing to me, so thank you.
1: I can't watch it anymore. I watched it too much as a young man.
0: I can't watch it anymore Find because it it's, it's boiling the bag perversion for middle class oh
1: okay i just it's a lot of fun, I think i Boil-in-the-bag perversion. (laughs) Uncle Ben's (laughs) Boil-in-the-bag, steamed to perfection. That's why he always looks so fucking happy, Uncle Ben. He's able to live out his perversions through his own brand of Boil-in-the-bag perversion (laughs) range. Spicy
0: pepper (laughs) flavour. Okay, I just can't. I probably didn't have it. I think what we've learned is I've got a lot to learn.
1: Yeah, you you need to um, suck up your prejudice, isn't it? But at the same time, maybe
0: maybe everyone shouldn't be trying to tone police everyone all the damn time. Well, maybe time.
1: people should be more tolerant and, and less. Maybe uh, celebrities shouldn't be calling out masculine-looking women like that. And maybe that celebrity deserved everything they got.
0: Maybe everybody shouldn't be something that you just said. But I lost track yeah. midway through something, something, something. Tolerance, yeah. Maybe people are too tolerant.
1: Maybe that's the problem. Maybe yeah. Maybe we should be to- total. Maybe we should be completely tolerant. That's totalitarianism, isn't it? Yeah, we are completely tolerant.
0: Yeah, all the time. Yeah, but maybe, uh, maybe everyone should be forced to be a uh, 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 non-gender normative.
1: Maybe everyone should be forced to think as liberally as we do. Force them. Maybe there should be like one person in charge. Who forces everyone to think correctly?
0: When you when you say everyone should be forced to think as liberally as as yeah. we do, yeah, or me, <laughs> preferably, was... not yeah. you, because well, um, you've already exposed
1: that you're a bit dodgy when it comes to LGBT issues.
0: You're um, especially tea. You said about the feeling very boring, normal slash uh, boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's no, just boring. I don't. I want to retract my normal. Too, too bad it's in the mix. Retracted. <laughs> But the redact- redacted. Yeah, I'm gonna, what I'm does redacted mean?
1: Um, it, it's when you cross, make something uh, unreadable on a document.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, the okay. So, but when I went to Nine Worlds, uh, the Nine Worlds comic, uh, not comic convention, the sort of sci-fi fancy convention. Okay. It was lo- it was lovely because it was the most
1: because everyone was um, transphobic. So you
0: no, it, in oh. fact, the not the exact opposite I don't I don't think trans what is, <laughs> I don't think completely <laughs> completely equitable is the opposite of transphobia no but it, it was um, the most welcoming and um, I can't remember the, the word I've been using nice it was really it was really nice but it was it was made to feel it was made to make people feel as as comfortable in terms of gender and representation mm. and um uh, uh it's the same with people with disabilities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, and when when you picked up your badge, mm-hmm. you there was a there were a, a, there was a sort of a coded. Uh, I think it was stickers that you could use that were color coded to say what pronoun you you'd prefer people to refer to you using and and stuff like that, which was you know male, female, neutral, whatever. Whatever that's dismissive isn't it male neutral whatever male female <laughs> whatever yeah. <Other>. um, d de- <laughs> it was it was lovely, yeah. but i because it was lovely and because I identify as i don't you know in a, in an office like the office I work in, mm. I end up being treated like the odd one mm. quite a lot. So it's very weird for me to suddenly be in a situation where I where I felt like, well, I just, where, I mean, I'm, where you're the normal one. I'm I'm quite happy with people just. I'm quite happy with people just taking a look at me and and using whatever yeah. pronoun or name suits them. Other, it's fine. G- generally male because yeah. I'm generally male. I'm boringly yeah. male. Yeah. And uh, and so it was this really odd experience where I thought it was pretty amazing. It was pretty a pretty amazing place. Mm. And I accepted that, you know, everywhere else is geared up for people like me. Well, mm. not specifically like me, but, you know, everywhere else is geared up for a, v- a very, um, a, a, you know, for white, middle class... Awkward ...male... People. Yeah, awkward people. <laughs> everywhere else is kind of geared up for that. So I didn't mm. have a problem with the fact that I was a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, f- I felt uncomfortably boring sure. there um but it did kind of make me panic about yeah. about what to say and worry about saying the wrong thing when actually I'm generally quite neutral in the way I talk about this stuff anyway yeah. so it's kind of a it, it was it was really cool and mm-hmm. at the same time I had to accept that it's probably not a place where I'll ever feel comfortable and that's kind of okay mhm but it's uh but it does really make you realize how boring you are doesn't it it is being being cisgendered Is dull. It's so boring. Fucking boring. When did bees start popping as well? Mm.
1: I don't know. When was that a
0: thing that started happening in audio recording? You're
1: you're popping quite a lot at the moment.
0: I'll try to get away from the mic. Do you think it's your age? I think it might be. I think all of it's my age. The thing about Nine Worlds that I had to just mm. kind of accept is I'll try my hardest mm. not to be horrible to people, Yeah. but I might just be too old to learn a completely new... Oh, you almost certainly are. ...set of... Rules.
1: They they, they they do say, don't they? Oh, I can't even remember. But blah blah blah. Over forty, you stop learning new things. Blah blah blah.
0: Yeah. Or 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 being able to retain anything. It, <laughs> any it's, knowledge. It's or something anything. about
1: like the fear of the the new, and you 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 get it at some age. But I can't remember it. And just just the the process of trying to trawl that memory up out of my out of my adult data banks is just it's stressing me out. I, I find it...
0: They're banging really hard now. They're really going <sighs> oh, for it. I no, it's frustrating. I'm
1: imagining it's two very angry bison having sex.
0: I'm sorry about the bison having sex, James, and mm. listener. Yeah. I feel responsible somehow. Big airy beasts. Um, I, the thing is, I end up stuck in the middle of that whole thing so often because, on the one hand, mm. I have to accept that I'm just, I'm just never going to be the sort of person who makes Tumblr happy. In yeah. terms of being caref- being that careful about how mm. I talk or, or how I express myself or how I say things. But on the other hand, I kind of know that if we were unlucky or lucky enough to become viral mm. with people attacking me... For some mm. of the things I've, I say, well,
1: there's plenty of fodder there, isn't it? Yeah, today?
0: And, yeah, and then but then other people come to the defence of mm. that and start saying, "Well, it's all political correctness gone mad, right mm. on nonsense, blah blah." There'll be a very a point very quickly where mm. I'll be like, "Well, no, hang on." Mm. Like on the one hand, I'm not going to completely change it the way I mm. express myself, but on the other hand, we don't, you know, it's okay that people are, it, it's okay for mm. people to get upset if that's how they feel about things. It's fine. They're not evil because they feel that way. We just yeah. have to accept that there's going to there are going to be places in our society yeah. where we don't always talk the same language. What we have to become right with, I think, is not turning those places where language yeah. and communications are into places where we start like killing people for their beliefs and stuff like you that. Just, just kind of accept that people aren't like you. Yeah, you're
1: you're you and everyone else is different yeah
0: Hmm. exactly they're not awful people because they care so much they're just not you and that's not their fault no exactly it's Hmm. not their fault at which which point that person will get into an argument Hmm. with you and they'll be like oh you're such a liberal lefty blah blah and then I'm in the weird position of being called a lefty blah blah. Yeah, and you're not a lefty blah blah. You're
1: you're miles to the right of me, mate.
0: Yeah, but I'm still not all the way to the right of
1: (laughs) (laughs) of Oh no, I mean that puts you quite in the centre of it. Jeebus creeps. What is wrong with people? Oh, it's unreal, isn't it? I don't know. It's because they're young. They haven't learnt yet. No. They're too busy being open-minded and having fun. (laughs) fucking bastards and
0: offended by everything yeah. that, that isn't like they believe
1: on the internets we didn't have the internets when we were their age to get offended by we had to get offended by people talking to us yeah
0: or Thatcher we did though yeah. we managed to find things to be offended yeah. by Right, usually okay.
1: people knocking your arm and spilling your pint as I remember always always the yeah. pint thing did you
0: spill your pint well apparently I spilt your pint it seems to have been
1: spilled. Yeah, that
0: seems to be the thing that's yeah. happened. So
1: we've established that. I'll fuck off, our cuff, shall I?
0: Right. Okay. Very quickly, I spent uh, the weekend with my uh, Amy, Noah, and I went up to Peterborough. Spent the weekend with my uh, sister and brother-in-law and their family, and my parents were around a lot. Mm-hmm. Lots of very family stuff. Lots of very kid. Mm oriented stuff Nice. Uh, lots of stuff about first children and then second children coming along mm-hmm. that's a bit nerve wracking for Amy and I seeing how the dynamic changes in a family when mm-hmm. a new baby comes in of course. and lots of uh, the only thing my sister and I this particular sister and I argue mm-hmm. about is my mum and my other sister mm-hmm. that, that's the only thing we ever argue about despite being very different people we didn't do that at all. So lots of conversations about family, mm-hmm. lots of really interesting conversations about family, which would be perfect two grown men stuff.
1: Oh, well, you should have recorded
0: it. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, okay. We need a few people to die before I will feel a hundred percent comfortable talking right, about some okay. of it. Good. So, um, fingers I mean, crossed. Uh, well, yeah, obviously it'll be a tragedy, but you know it will mean that I can talk more freely about stuff. Mm. So, um, and that's all I'm really interested in. But that's what happened to me this weekend. Okay. I think I have. We haven't. We got so tangled up in transgender people. Well, they're not normal, are they? <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. I think we're saying they're not boring mm. and normal. Yes. Um. I. I'm. We're so. It's so confusing that I'm not even sure if that's still offensive. Where, I don't where know. we left that. I don't know. Okay. Right. I want to know about you. I want to know what love is. Cuz the other thing that I've found a little bit that one of my mm. things that I get very offended about that I shouldn't mm. get offended about is uh the way mental health ha- mental health is handled. All right, yeah. Um by people just in general. Mm-hmm. Not to the extent where you can't say that something's mad cuz that's just mad mm. frankly. Uh, but specifically the way, uh, and I know we've talked about it a lot before, but specifically the way that that men have to navigate through mental health issues.
1: I've got some hilarious examples yeah. for you.
0: And how little tolerance society, <laughs> how little tolerance and patience mm. our culture and society really has for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't. Last week's was my fault. Yes but it you was. haven't your podcasting has been intermittent intermittent and there have been reasons
1: yeah I've been off work for the last two weeks uh, two weeks two months um, with what I guess you might have traditionally characterized a nervous breakdown maybe I guess I don't know um, but certainly my depression got the better of me
0: i I think uh, that in this country mm-hmm. a nervous breakdown has to include uh taking your arm and shoving a load of stuff off the counter onto the floor
1: i was very lucky um i didn't do any counter shoveling lots of crying though Mm. um lots of not being able to go out and talk to people lots of um feeling um a great deal of despair yeah um and um yeah it was really quite unpleasant I'm, i'm feeling much better now and i'm going back to work um a week today right which is exciting um, really looking forward to that um, you're saying are people not really understanding I am. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who's he, had some dabblings with depression himself um, but he actually told me that I'd worked for where I work now so long I probably deserved a couple of months off yeah and no, I've had a holiday it's been really <laughs> fucking good fun <laughs> he's, I've had a right laugh you ask my wife we've had shits and giggles almost endlessly
0: was he someone who's worked for the same organisation no all right, so he wasn't making a comment about how working for the people you work for for as long as you've been working yeah. for them meant that no, it's a surprise that. something hasn't happened before. He, he was just
1: trying to suggest that maybe I, I deserved a couple of months off work. Well, I mean, he's, I didn't, he's, I didn't right. he's right. He's yeah. right, but because unfortunately, with, with the time off comes guilt and shame. Yeah, you know, which is um, uh, something else you've got to deal with. Um, in in your person. case, yeah, but um, I, I was I was doing okay. I've I spoken about it before. I guess i was diagnosed or I, I was started um drug treatment uh, with the doctor back in april but uh, the last two months i've had it has given me a lot of cause to go back over my my mental health issues over the year my first depression was triggered by the death of my father back in mm-hmm. 99 um, which was very sudden um and there was some uh, aspects around that 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 caused guilt and 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 so forth as well um that i didn't deal with i got i got prescribed prozac Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, <clears throat> and that was it. I, I mean, my doctor didn't really give me any guidance in terms of um, how I should approach the treatment, how it would work, what I could expect in terms of feeling. You know, I thought it was going to be, you know, I was twenty three and sort of used to going out taking speed and ecstasy. I, I thought it was going, I was going to pop one, I'd be off my face for a day. You know, mm-hmm. I was really disappointed when that didn't happen. Um, but looking back on it now, I think it was... I'd been taking them for about a month. We'd gone on a family holiday. Uh, Nicola, who, who wasn't my wife at the time, um, and my mum. We we took a ho- family holiday with Jersey, Um and I, I started to feel better. So I threw the Prozac away, because I don't need them now. I feel fine. Of course... What I know now, having gone back on, on um, antidepressants, is, well, for me, it took about a month to two months for them to probably kick in. Mm-hmm. So it's probably the Prozac was kicking in at that point yeah. and actually making me feel. But I was a stupid young man and threw them away and, and said with pride, I don't need these. I'm going to cope on my own because I'm uh, an English uh, male. Who just has the words of his father echo around his head? Stop feeling sorry for yourself and pull yourself together. Every time I feel down, so it's taken me from ninety nine, several episodes of what I would probably now describe as depression, um, up until maybe this point, to accept that that's that's what I've had and that's what I've. I've (laughs) I was going to use the word struggle, and I don't really want to use that, um, but I've, I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason right at the end of September I stopped being able to deal with it um, kind of had a bit of a breakdown at work luckily um, our friend Jane who we do the, the other podcast with we have issues um, also works for me and very kindly I kind of just sort of said help to her she took us off into our meeting room which fortunately was very quiet um, I had a little bit of a breakdown in there she phoned my wife, took me home and I've been off work um, ever since um, and it's been a really difficult Couple of months. There's there's been times when I've been so low. There's nothing, nothing can turn it off. This sort of hopeless, horrible, empty, barren feeling. Where just it it, it, it's so intense, it hurts. I remember. um I I guess in terms of, of of helping people understand what it can be like, I remember that it was one night. Nicola was reading. Um, a story to Scarlet. We we're all in in our bedroom. Nicola was reading a story to Scarlet and I was curled up in the bed, bottom of the bed, like a frigging dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just—I—I I couldn't bear to be there. I couldn't. There was nothing. Nothing felt good. I just, uh, just being in my skin was almost painful. You know, I had—I was so restless. Had to keep moving. Had to keep trying to do something else because I just—I couldn't. I was just so irritatingly restless. But mm-hmm. um, um, and also. Um, uh, my mood was very unpredictable. I'd get very angry for nothing, um, in particular, and um, really bad insomnia for her, uh, which, which I'm still on and off. I still have not so, like, I was up at five this morning, and that was it. But um, so yeah, it's been a tough. It's been a tough couple of months. But you, you're quite right in terms of people um, don't really know necessarily how to be around you, even even people who you think are. Uh, I can't work out whether that's me breathing or you.
0: It isn't either of us. I think it's the air con. Oh,
1: God, is it a monster?
0: I think it might be a monster. Um, Sorry, read? I have mentioned sound levels
1: it's fine is it my black dog on on my shoulder breathing <laughs> into my ear
0: no i think he's having a kip under the table
1: mm. but uh, th- th- this th- th- this this obviously this friend saying to me i deserve a couple of months what made me laugh was that a couple of friends came over and um they were talking to Nicola and they said oh it was really depressing and then turned
0: to him oh sorry
1: it's fine you're not going to trigger me into anything by saying something's depressing
0: but you now have ownership of the word Yeah, I do.
1: I own it, so So I can call people out on Twitter.
0: Yeah, they're not allowed to use that.
1: I I can have a go at people for triggering me Yeah, and all sorts. It's really good, so I've got a lot of power there. Because
0: that's the healthy way to deal
1: with your situation. (laughs) But um, I'm I'm in it here, you're absolutely right. I'm um, I'm in a a nice situation now compared to 15 years ago where uh, my doctor has prescribed me a course of counselling, so I'm going to be receiving counselling very shortly. Quite a long waiting list. I've been waiting two months, so... Um, I'm on a, a dose of, of antidepressant that seems to be um, uh, treating me reasonably well, and I think what you said. More importantly, even though I kind of had accepted when I got prescribed antidepressants earlier in the year, I kind of accepted that maybe I have depression. I don't think i I don't think I really allowed myself to. I don't. I don't think I kind of truly accepted it that I had a. I thought I was just going for a little road hump and mm. I'd be okay. It's only after this that I, I realised that maybe I do have an ongoing problem that I actually do need to properly take ownership of and properly seek help from. So I'm actually, for the first time, more prepared now than I've ever been to seek counselling, to seek, counseling, to seek um, alongside that some CBT, um, uh, cognitive behaviour therapy, uh, and so forth. Whereas... Uh, maybe until until then, that that voice, that voice of my father, saying pull yourself together and stop feeling sorry for yourself, was still the main sound in my head. Was was you know? I can actually remember an instance in my in my mid teens when that happened. When I think back, maybe even in my teenage years, there was things that happened that I think possibly were making me uh, depressed. Mm. But back then it was just me being a sullen teenager and not really pulling my act together. So I think one thing I've come to realise is actually um, I've kind of let myself off in terms of Nicky and I have spoken an awful lot and I have to say um, I consider myself really fortunate in so much as I've got a family who I love dearly and have treated me really well around me. My wife has been so tolerant and so supportive. I am so lucky um, to have had that because... There have been times when my thoughts get very have got very very dark over the last couple of months, and I think if I didn't have the love of someone to be able to to lean on, I I can see why people maybe make choices that from the outside look selfish or.
0: I think what James is euphemistically euphemistically talking about is. Uh is a uh, midlife crisis buying yourself a sports car?
1: That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dark thoughts about it's buying a Harley. Very, very Davidson. Very uncomfortable territory. Yeah. So I'm, I trying not, I'm, trying
1: not, I'm trying not to say suicide because <laughs> it's talking about suicide. Because yeah, I, I, I also worry that um, my my wife really worries about mm. that sort of thing. I remember um, when Robin Williams died, or, or took his own life a few months ago, that kind of triggered Nicola, in so much as she knows she lives with a man who has depression. And it terrifies her to think that that's a step I might take. Now, uh, my thoughts get very dark, but they've never got to the point where it's like, right, this is what I would do. And, you know, you kind of go through scenarios, but not in a sort of... It's almost in a sort of almost glib, off-hand, dark Mm. way in your own mind, you know. But um, I never formulate a serious sort of idea about... um,
0: you, I mean, you end up not even wanting to bring it up mm. to even talk about it in passing. Like, you yeah. didn't want to say the actual word then, because then you think, fuck, I'm talking mm. about... my I'm not sure if this is what happened to you, mm. but I'm talking about my mental health. Yeah. The second I mention mm-hmm. that, it doesn't matter what I say around that. People <laughs> can yeah. assume that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I think... Um, I. Yeah, I mean... I definitely, and I've, I'm obviously only peripheral to it, but I definitely mm-hmm. saw you. I definitely saw you go through that. Uh, that laugh sounds really inappropriate. It if does. I, if I, don't, um, <laughs> I definitely You're saw a you, fucking
1: loony, mate.
0: <laughs> I definitely saw you go through the realizing that you had a mm-hmm. uh, that you were ill. Yeah, because I was going to say had a condition, but I mm. think you realized that you were ill. Yeah and then the second you found th- th- you f- you felt like once you and I've been in this situation mm. for me normally just if I'm feeling bad mm. just taking steps towards mm. trying to get some sort of treatment but i definitely i definitely saw you went mm. you it got you felt really bad mm-hmm. and then you started getting a, a level of treatment and it mm-hmm. made you feel pretty good it made me I feel like it
1: was a long it was a long up up, mm-hmm. uptick and it's actually what happened was i was i was depressed mm-hmm. it took a couple of months but i think the meds kicked in i don't mm-hmm. know whether it's part of the natural cycle mm-hmm. um that i tend to go through because for a very long time I, I i i go in a cyclical fashion so i'll get down mm-hmm. and then i'll start to improve to the point where i'm getting manic mm-hmm. if you want to track when I'm manic, Mm -hmm. go back and listen to the old podcast we used to do, MomCast, Mm -hmm. and listen out for the character uh, Wankula. Mm -hmm. Because that's generally when I'm at my manic peak, is when stuff like that happens. Um, And then I just crash off the side of a a cliff and get depressed again.
0: Well, yeah, so there's the natural cycle of the Mm -hmm. condition. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what what I felt like I noticed was, once you started getting treatment, you... We're putting yourself – you're obviously – there's the condition mm. and then there's how bad you feel about yeah. having the condition. And they're two diff- – they're actually two different things mm-hmm. but they feed into each other. Yeah. And because you're feeling guilty about being mm. off work and feeling guilty about being ill mm. around yeah. your family and stuff mm-hmm. like that, the minute the, the, the treatment started having a positive effect, yeah. it had this – additional effect where you were mm. so relieved yeah. that you felt you'd found mm. that something was working that it made you feel even better better yeah yeah but then when your body or yeah. your brain chemistry or whatever mm-hmm. kicked in and made you realize um well I, actually no this isn't this isn't just it's not the flu or something yeah, yeah. i'm not just going to get over yeah, it yeah it seemed to really hit you harder than you had. You felt I've, The second wave of it seemed way worse than the first wave I've, of it I from felt, the outside. I felt
1: like I'd been hit by a bus. It was horrible. Mm. I'd, I'd had, um, before I went off, I'd had a few days off with a cold the week before, but mm. I, I didn't have a cold at all. Mm. It was just I'd gone into um, safe mode, is what I was calling mm. it the other day when I was talking about it, but that's, that's kind of what happened. Um, managed to go into work again for another couple of days the following week. And I think it was a Wednesday. Uh, it doesn't matter; that's irrelevant. Mm. Um, but I, I actually had to uh, like psych myself up, and literally had to run at the door and run out the front door to be mm. able to, to, to actually physically be able to go to work that day. And just force myself. And it's just I'd been there for about an hour, and I just, I just, I, know, I was going to say I wanted to throw myself out the window, but kind of just I did. I was in despair. I did mm. not know what to do. I just felt really isolated, alone, scared um it was horrible i i've been through um i've had anxiety and panic attacks which is something i've never i was going to say i've never had before but i, I just i'm identifying them now whereas i think i have had them in the past and it's sort of it, it's made it difficult for me to socialize i just i don't think i'd ever really properly identified what was going on are you sure it's not asthma yeah. sometimes it's <laughs> asthma pretty sure it's not asthma okay um But I don't know, it could be. I'll borrow your Ventolin inhaler and we'll have a a little go. Um, But um, I think the the worst of those as well is uh, Nicky had taken me out in the car, take our dogs for a drive, and I literally couldn't look through the front. I couldn't look through the windscreen because every single car that was coming towards us was just terrifying me. I couldn't, Mm. I just literally, like it was a white-knuckle ride. It was horrible. Um, So yeah, that lasted about sort of, five or six weeks altogether. I kind of felt like, um, I, and it's why I wasn't podcasting, I just I couldn't do anything, I didn't even want to be around my best friends, you know, let alone anyone else, but um, I um, I kind of felt like I lost myself a little bit mm-hmm. in those, I don't really know who I am, whereas actually I feel like I've, I've sort of connected back to who I am and, and starting to feel cautiously positive and I'm sort of very wary of not letting myself get to the point where, I think in August you were talking about where I would I'd I I'd, I'd felt like I'd come out of it and I felt really good really mm. happy, really positive and it's, uh, I think that's why it kicked me in the ass so much when I came back down again because I wasn't expecting that to happen right I'm cured now, brilliant, I'll take these pills and I'm cured forever I don't need to do anything else with it, these drugs have, have helped me no it's not not just the drugs I I need to accept properly um what's going on and I need to actually look at ways of getting help that isn't just um chemical I need Mm -hmm. to get some I need to understand the things that have triggered me over the years to get me to the point where I am now and it's actually led to a series of really good really what I would call quite healthy conversations with my wife about things that of have caused it over the way, but I've kind of compartmentalised um, as you know, it's just something that happened rather than being something that caused a scar that didn't heal over properly. There's one particular incident from my my youth that Nicky and I have spoken about that I always just felt a little bit guilty and a little bit pathetic about, and it never occurred to me that the the, the, the issue was caused by someone else. Mm-hmm. And to actually be angry with, with the people that yeah. caused it rather than just anger of myself that I didn't handle it very well, you know. So, uh, I, I, you know, it was back when I was in my early teens. And I think the problem is I've never really accepted as well that, uh, you know, when I was younger, naivety paid a part or, you know, just being a child played a part. I tend to look at things that happened in my childhood with adult eyes and judge them with an adult brain. So I judge my younger self much more harshly than I should as well it's it's all very it's it is it's
0: i mean it's it's really difficult because and i can't see itself <laughs> and a mind can't see itself yeah that's true and it's like a hard disk can't write to itself yeah, that well yeah. while mm-hmm. also looking at yeah i the the, the danger with mental health stuff mm. is that once you fall down the rabbit hole of mm. of understanding that you feel certain ways because of brain mm-hmm. chemistry mm. rather than because of actual things you've thought or yeah. whatever that and I'm definitely guilty of this because of relationships I've had in the past mm-hmm. with people who had mental health mm. issues that you start really second guessing what are actual interactions yeah, and yeah. what are just mm-hmm. You, whether you're talking to the per, yeah. another person or you're talking to their brain chemistry, yeah, yeah. whether they're talking to you or they're talking to your brain chemistry, mm-hmm. whether an argument was – and it seems like you're getting to a healthy point where you're realizing mm. that some of it is your brain chemistry. Yeah. It's not all, all, all the situation you were in at mm-hmm. that particular time. It's not all just you being a horrible person, <laughs> which is which is kind of good. have my moments. We all have our moments. But mm. that's the thing. I mean, I, I don't... Uh, again, this is... If I could really sort through it properly, and if I could talk about it mm. properly, my weekend was interesting. Because mm-hmm. my sister and I were talking about the ways that we are the way we are and mm-hmm. where that comes from. And a lot of it's nature, but but an awful lot of it's nurture. Mm-hmm. And so one of the problems i have with representation of mental health it's when mm-hmm. people are dismissive about it yeah. but it's also when people are really sacrifice all everything to it i don't mm-hmm. uh, don't know how to put it really the idea when um the idea that another person who has had mental health issues i'm and i'm guilty and again i'm mm-hmm. guilty of this will know exactly People who haven't had anything oh, or don't Christ identify though, as having It's such an individual anything. experience. It's completely individual.
1: Absolutely. I, I wouldn't, at this point, I wouldn't want to give anyone any advice, mm. really, apart from, like, try and seek help if you feel that way and try to accept that you feel that way and it's not your fault. Yeah. But apart from that, there's no advice you can give because... It's so personal. It's so individual. It's made up of, you know, your your brain your brain chemistry plus the things that have fucked you up over mm. and we've all got those. We've all yeah. got the scars that we, you know, our personalities are just combinations of scars, aren't they? Yeah. And sort of. Um, but yeah, well, accepting that there's there's you know medical brain chemistry and also stuff that's happened in the past, but. Um, acceptance is important, but other than that, there's, you know, things I did to make me feel better would be really awful for other people, you know? It's like starting smoking
0: again. That was oh, yeah. a brilliant move. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's a whole other story. But mm. while, um, yeah, we're, but at the same time, if we're all this fucked up mm. to varying levels... Oh, who isn't? How seriously should we take other people who seem mm. confident mm-hmm. in them, like, in their mental health Mm. but at the same time how much leeway should we give people so my feeling is that you can't help how you you can't help how you feel about things you can Mm. you have a certain degree of control over how you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: put other people through the stuff that's going on Mm. but you've been fine I think you've been fine Stephen Fry on the other hand he can do one
1: well I definitely think that's a a conversation because there's a for another day because there's a yeah, there's a not war- in my name, Stephen. There, there's a rabbit warren we can go down in terms of how, yeah. I'll talk to you
0: off air. Yeah, off air
1: because um, we're on the radio. You're listening to Hot 92 coming up after the break. Uh, stuff.
0: This has been Two Grown Men. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how the sound quality is going to be on this episode. There's been lots of banging in the background. Bloody teenagers. Yeah, that's what happens.
1: Um, they can't help it. They're like rabbits, mate. You can
0: you can email us at 2gmpod Cast. At podcast at gmail.com uh, we're also on twitter at 2gmpod mm-hmm. uh, or you can talk to me on twitter at Site n-i-x-s-i-g-h-t or james on twitter at
1: I'm, I'm james Mom m-o-m-b but I really I'm not very good at Talking to anyone at the moment.
0: Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, there's a Facebook page. You can find that. You can find basically everything. There's lots of show notes for every episode as well. And you can listen to all the previous episodes um, at 2 the mm. number two grownmen.net. Um, no spaces or dashes or anything like that. Mm. Please do uh share us if you think people will get something out of us. Mm. Uh, comment on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Um, and write to your local paper. And it's clearly all a cry for help. This whole thing is a cry for help. So clearly. do do talk to us in the comments or online or whatever. As James said, he's he's a bit absent at the moment, but I'm mm. still around and desperate. Mm. Uh, I don't know if James has listened to last week's episode yet, but uh, if you enjoyed last week's episode, thank you. Uh, if you didn't enjoy last week's episode, I'm not surprised. Um, it it was very needy, and I apologise. Uh, We love you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.